we are wired to feel that forward momentum when we reach that little bit of discomfort when we're like, ah, this is new, like that tinge of frustration when we're feeling like we're really stretching physically, mentally, emotionally, all of the above. That's it. I mean, I think that that's what life is about. And I think that the more that we can give ourselves tools as well as grace, then we're primed for success. What's going on? Emily Abadi here. You are listening to episode 268 of Hurdle, a wellness-focused podcast where I connect with everyone from your favorite athletes to top experts and industry CEOs about their highest highs, toughest moments, and everything in between. We all go through hurdles in life, and my goal through these discussions is to empower you to better navigate yours and move with intention so that you can stride toward your own big potential and, of course, have some fun along the way. For today's episode, I am bringing back my dear friend, Robin Arson. She is the vice president of fitness programming over at Peloton, as well as a now mother of two, a New York Times best-selling author, an ultra marathoner. The list goes on. And Today is a special episode because we are chatting all about goal setting. I've had Robin twice on the show before. I'm going to link to both of those episodes in the show notes. And not so surprisingly, y'all have asked for more. So just in time for the release of her new empowerment journal, Welcome Hustler, Robin and I are chatting all about her five-step process on goal setting. This is definitely going to help you get to your big goals. Chatting about what a goal is, breaking it up into small parts, knowing your why when it comes to choosing a goal, setting your deadline, knowing when to pivot, and the importance of celebration. I always have a blast when I get to connect with Robin, and this conversation is no exception. Make sure you're following along with both of us over on social. You know her over at Robin NYC, and I am over at Emily Abadi and at Hurdle Podcast. With that, let's get to it. Let's get to hurdling. Today, I am sitting down with Robin Arson. She is the vice president of fitness programming over at Peloton, among many other things. How are you doing today, Robin? What's up, girl? Good to talk to you. I know. And good to see you. I haven't seen you in a minute IRL, but you've been a little busy over there. <laughs> you know, birthing babies, just making projects, birthing projects as well. <laughs> so many babies at the moment. Congratulations to the newest addition to your family. How are you feeling? I'm feeling good, girl. I'm just happy to be back to like training and moving because I, I mean, I know you can relate. It's like so crucial to everything that I do. I don't know. I'm not I'm not so great at slowing down. So the fact that I had that period of postpartum of slowing down and now I can, you know, start to rebuild and, and slowly ramp back up. <laughs> rebuild and slowly ramp back up. Yeah, I can definitely relate to that. Despite never having a baby, something like even an injury slowing you down can be the most frustrating moment, period. 100. 100. 100. Well, I'm so happy to have you back on the show. I believe this is our third time being able to sit down for Hurdle. And today we are celebrating a new chapter for you. See what I did there with the pun yep, and the journal? I see. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Robin's got a journal coming out. Talk to us a little bit about Welcome Hustler, Robin. 
Yes. So Welcome Hustler is a journal that's infused with my prompts, my the audits that I did when I was transitioning from law to wellness. So, you know, kind of rooted in career change, value identification, and just really those pro- thought-provoking questions that might move us from a place of stagnation or plateau to a place of agency and gratitude. It's intended for folks who maybe have been intimidated by the blank page before to kind of jump in with no judgment and, you know, maybe a little less feelings of that self-conscious feeling of like, I don't even know how to write when something, you know, when you have pen to paper. Um, That's how I felt when I first started journaling a long time ago. And I really started journaling when I was still a lawyer trying to figure out what the heck I was going to do with my life. So it was really coming from a place of, um, I felt really lost and paralyzed by what the future held. And it was a way for me to kind of reclaim agency and ownership of the story that I was writing and the narrative of my life. With that, I found like some really actionable, an actionable tool toolkit, or I added journaling to my toolkit. This is the product of that. It's what I've been kind of journaling myself and asking myself for the past almost 20 years. Put in a handy little gorgeous yellow and black welcome hustler package for the folks who want to, you know, step into the power of their lives. And they do. They do. I got my own copy of the journal just last week, and I've already started diving in. There's so many good prompts in there. And as you mentioned, a really big focus in this journal is talking about goals and goal setting, something that you are genuinely absolutely no stranger to with all that you've accomplished so far. And I know there's many more things to come. So talk to us a little bit about why setting goals is not only important to you, but important in general. Oh my gosh. From a psychological perspective, we are wired to feel that forward momentum. When we reach that little bit of discomfort, when we're like, ah, this is new, like that tinge of frustration when we're feeling like we're really stretching physically, mentally, emotionally, all the above, that's it. I mean, I think that that's what life is about. And I think that the more that we can give ourselves pools as well as grace, then we're primed for success. I love, I mean, there's obviously a ton of research around goal setting and lots of books in this regard. And this is kind of a companion piece, right? So Welcome Hustler is meant to go along with things that exist in this kind of goal setting ecosystem um, from my point of view, right? So like, I, I think I have a specific way of communicating with the world. And um, this is definitely got that that swagger, I think. <laughs> yeah, specific way would be like the most drastic understatement. You certainly have your own your own vibe, Robin. Talk to us a little bit. Do you remember the first time you yourself, I know you spoke about using this when you were transitioning out of law, but maybe even beyond that, the first time you yourself followed this framework that you set up in Welcome Hustler? Oh, well, as a framework. So when I was a lawyer, I didn't realize, I didn't, it was only looking back that I kind of distilled the framework. When I was journaling as a lawyer, I was just like grasping at whatever. I'm like, is there any thread I can pull on that will get me to this new career? And it was really starting with curiosity. It was like, what the hell do I even like? What do I like about myself? What do I like about the world? Um, Truly, it was like, that was how basic some of these questions started. And then the audit that I did that I later called an audit, you know, really looked at my 
my physical health, my emotional health, my mental health, my financial health, my spiritual health. Um, and I was really trying to set myself up for success. I, as I knew I, I wanted to embark on this life change, this career change, I thought, okay, well, what, what can I, I want to take a lay of the land, see what I have going for me and see what I, I really need to continue to build. That was both from a skill set perspective and a financial perspective. And like, I was, I just wanted to like optimize whatever I could control. And that audit, I basically have infused into the journal, you know, in with, with questions for folks to answer for themselves. Um, you know, and not every piece of it is going to be relevant in every chapter of an individual's life. But I think that's what's cool is that you can jump around Welcome Hustler and see what speaks to you and skip over what doesn't. And when I realized that that was kind of an audit, now I, I revisit that often, right? So I do like vision boards and business plans and values assessments. That, that Those are just like super fun things for me to do. Like, quarterly, if not minimally twice a year. And I kind of revisit these questions of the audit, sometimes with relation to a specific project or a specific relationship, but very, very much so as it relates to my creative endeavors and like anything that kind of is a forward thinking business plan. I always come back to these questions because I think it's, it's just, it's a really helpful framework for me to kind of cut the noise and get to what is the goal of the goal? Like sometimes yeah. that I think it can be really daunting to try to unearth the why, but some, but something that I started asking myself in the past year or so, I was like, what is the goal of the goal? Because I realized that I was starting to write down things that just felt like, well, this is the logical next step. Once I achieve this, then it should be this. And I was, realized that I, it was like, is that my goal? Or is that just like, something I saw on Instagram. You know what I mean? It's like there's a lot that we're refracting and jumping jumbling around in there. So I think that these frameworks kind of get a, get us back to listening to the voice that is in our bodies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. I mean, listen, it's totally understandable. There's so much going on. There's so much stimulation. There's just like a lot to organize on the in there. So getting to a place where not only you're putting it down on paper, but then you're going through this framework is really got to be helpful, not just for you, but now in turn for those that are able to open that journal. So in the journal, you really do elaborate around, I will call it like maybe like a five-step process or so when it comes to setting goals. I know the first step of that process is getting really specific on what a goal is. Give us a little bit of intel on why it's important to articulate specifically the what of a goal. Yeah. I mean, I think an analogy is really helpful here or an ex example. Like if you were going to drive cross country, it would be really inefficient just to like hop in the car and go like without a destination, right? Like you'd probably figure it out, but it's much, e <laughs> much easier and more direct if you say like, these are the coordinates, or at least this is the general vicinity of the city that I want to travel to. So it's kind of like that with a goal, right? Like, and we have to give ourselves and using the road trip analogy, we have to give ourselves freedom to say, oh, okay, I actually... I thought it was this, but like this detour totally makes sense. And that's why some of the values assessments and really listening to that inner voice are super important. So we know when those detours are procrastination and when those detours are maybe an intentional pivot. The specificity of the goal itself, it just allows us to have that, that myopic vision and then start to arc, like beginning with the end in mind, right? So it's like once you see the literal or figurative finish line, then you can start to architect the the action steps 
that will get you there. It's anybody who's had a training plan. I mean, it's very, very similar. A lot of our goals aren't as specific as you run 20 miles on Saturday and then the race is two weeks later. But the more specific we can get with our goal, I think that the more we can um, create, you know, kind of those action steps that feel a little bit more concrete and less esoteric. Yeah. And those action steps are actually the next part of this process, breaking up your goal into small parts. What does breaking up a goal into small parts do for the process of the individual? The research has shown that we God, as an ultra marathoner, as a marathoner and and a runner, you're totally going to get this. Like that messy middle piece of any, the road to any achievement, that middle feels endless. It feels gunky. Most people are motivated at the beginning and they're motivated really close to the finish line. But the messy middle is something that we need to kind of understand exists. And the more that we can kind of confront that from the beginning and segment our goals into smaller chunks, the more that we'll be able to kind of work through that messy middle with a little bit more energy, motivation, and intentionality. And I think that in in segmenting and chunking, not only do we make the action steps a little bit more practical, you know, in kind of a calendar week or month or year, we also kind of take a little bit of the charge out of that middle feeling endless. Listen, a lot of the, I I really think often about, you know, like the greats, like the LeBrons, the Beyonce's and how much of what they do is boring as shit. And the boredom is not something that we talk about enough. And so I think that this is a place to create some architecture around the process and the boredom because that is actually how we're going to get to our achievements. Yeah. And I mean, even if we were to break it down into someone, perhaps, again, you're going back to that marathon analogy, right? You're like, well, in order to run a marathon, I'm going to know that I need these things and I'm going to have to break it up into little doables. That's why you have different types of running you're doing, different types of long runs that you're different distance for long runs that you're doing on the weekends. And by breaking it up into those little doables and celebrating your achievements on the way, something we'll get to in a little bit, then that empowers you to get to that ultimate goal. You don't one day just say, I'm going to run a marathon in three months. And then three months later, you just show up with your shoes on. You're like, okay, I guess it's the day that I'm going to do it. Yes, exactly. And segmenting that and even you know, you mentioned like, get the shoes, get the, get the gels. Like what are the practical steps? Like, like what I want someone to answer the question is how will you get to the finish line? Break the journey into small chunks. Like step one might be send the email. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't need to be this, like this, I'm not asking for a business plan here and maybe a business plan, but it's like, Step one, send the email. Step two, respond to the email. Step three, buy the shoes. You know what I mean? Like the, I would just love three or four action items because then they build on themselves. And once somebody has a tiny bit of momentum, a tiny bit of momentum, a lot can be built on that. So I just want to, I just want folks to like start to get the ball rolling. And you know, what, uh, what a lot of the research shows is that, you know, when we proclaim the goal publicly, we get that dopamine response. But if we haven't taken the action behind it, we're just digging ourselves into an even bigger hole because we have that chemical reaction and that energetic surge that often we get on social media, which is great. Like, I think our communities can really support us and and champion us in that way. But if you're not marrying that with action, you are doing yourself a disservice. So I think that this is goal of this goal setting exercise is to actually get you to do something with it.
Taking a break from today's episode to talk to you about my sponsor at AG1. AG1 is an all-in-one daily supplement, one single scoop that gives you the antioxidant equivalent of 12 servings of fruits and vegetables, as well as prebiotics, probiotics, adaptogens, and superfoods. Made from 75 whole food sourced ingredients, it is my go-to whether I am cozying up back in Brooklyn or I'm hitting the road. You know I brought my travel packs with me on this Europe trip out to Berlin. By shaking up AG1 first thing in the morning, I know that I'm doing something good for my body. And when things can be a little bit unpredictable, especially my schedule, there is no doubt that this regularity is exactly what I crave on the regular. Of course, they have a deal for you to help you feel your best as well. Grab five free travel packs as well as a year's supply of vitamin D with your order today. Just head on over to drinkag1.com slash hurdle. Again, that link is drinkag1, D-R-I-N-K-A-G-1.com slash hurdle to get five free travel packs and a year's supply of vitamin D with your purchase. Right. And you'll be more prone to do something with it if you know your why, which is another really critical step in this five-step process, as we're calling it. So identifying your why. Why can identifying your why actually be the key you need to getting to where you want to go? Well, it definitely comes back to that, like the more mundane moments, like when the excitement fades, why the hell were you doing this in the first place? And that's why the why needs to be genuine to you. Like, be honest, right? Like this isn't like the Mother Teresa Gandhi-esque version of why you are doing the thing. Like if it is completely, it's completely, you're allowed to be self-absorbed and completely about you in this journal. No, you know, it's not intended for anybody else to see it. Um, So it's like, what is your genuine why? Are you climbing the right ladder, right? Like are you putting your ladder up to the right, you know, goal, so to speak? And that it goes back to that same question that I've been asking myself recently is like, what is the goal of the goal in achieving this? What is the point? Um, and that that's something that I think is really important that we ask ourselves before we embark on something, because the ephemeral feeling of motivation that is fickle. Do not depend on that. It is going to be discipline, process and action that is going to get you there. Yeah. I mean, the why is what keeps someone going when it's humid during a 20 mile run or keeps someone studying for a final well into the morning when they'd rather be sleeping. Right. The why is the thing, as you articulated so beautifully, that helps you get through those, quote unquote, boring moments and keep on keeping on towards your goal. Yeah, it's the spark. Right. Like, I I think like when I start a project, I'm like, all right, if I only have a certain amount of matches, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, you know, I, I it, sometimes it just takes one little spark. And and I think that we can really be be the folks, be those self-generating fire starters. I want to talk about the idea of choosing a deadline. Let's say the fourth segment in this five-step yeah. process. Choosing a deadline can be super beneficial, but it can also be something that might need to be shifted. So talk about how you choose a deadline and when you may know if you have to give yourself a little bit of grace. One example that I that I'm trying to that I will manifest is buying a home, a a vacation home for my family. And I had a 14, a very unrealistic 14 month deadline for that. And while that is in progress, it's, we're not 14 months away from signing. And there are certain things that you're not going to be able to control. You can't control the weather. I can't control mortgage rates. (laughs) 
<laughs> oh, you know, I wish you could, Rob. <laughs> but I can't control the controllables, right? So I think that establishing a deadline keeps us focused. I say like a dream or a wish without a deadline is a fairy tale. Mm. It's important for us to dream really, really big, like so big it scares us, but anchor it in something. Anchor it in action and anchor it with, with a forward thinking deadline because you're, you're going to, you have to establish kind of a beginning and a perceived end. This endless finish line, it actually hinders our motivation and hinders our ability to feel anything but a plateau. Even if the finish line moves, that is actually, I think it's healthy to know when you're, when there's a need to pivot, as long as it's anchored in something that is actionable and there's, you have a little bit of a, a history of action behind it, right? So like constantly moving the goalpost and you haven't even started, then you know that you're just procrastinating. You're really not getting it done. But moving the goalpost when you know you have a little bit already behind you, then, you know that that's just an intentional pivot and it's completely okay. Yeah, completely okay. And also of note, helpful to not only set a deadline perhaps for that ultimate goal, but also some of those smaller little doables that we were talking about before. Mm -hmm. For sure. For sure. Like I, I yeah. love that. I, I would love to see someone take the answers to these questions and then lift them and put them in their calendar. You know what I mean? It's like, take the verbs that you wrote down <laughs> and then make them calendar appointments. Like that's even better. <laughs> we love a Google calendar moment. Now the last step here in our five-step process, celebrating, celebrating so integral to setting goals. Why is that Robin? My gosh, we have to celebrate our achievements along the way. Like these, these small victories are worthy of excitement, right? It doesn't have to be, um, I actually think it's so much better when we celebrate randomly. You know, it doesn't have to be the PhD, the baby shower, the things that people say are achievements. Sure, like those big life moments are great. But I actually think the more mundane moments that we are able to create, um, that we are able to rally around um, are potentially even more exciting. As I've been digging into kind of what experts say around this research, that the making the celebration... Who just said this? Oh, Andrew Huberman, just on a recent podcast, was describing how flip a coin, like you want the celebration to almost surprise you, right? So instead of, it's like, yeah, it might be like every Friday I do this thing. So like maybe there's a formal process around the celebration and the achievement of the thing, but even better for your excitement around it to literally flip a coin and it's, it, you don't know when the celebration is going to happen, but you're folding in the celebra celebratory moments along the way that, that, that makes it, that continues to keep it enchanting to the, to the mind. Um, and I think that that's amazing. I've, I've actually already started to incorporate that. I was going to ask you, obviously a huge life moment for you, uh, the birth of your second child, but what small moment have you celebrated recently? Oh, <laughs> that was just over the weekend. I got both kids dressed, fed, cleaned, and out of the house alone. And I managed to take them on like a 30-minute walk. And that oh, was huge for me. Like baby was in the carrier. Athena was in the stroller. Like I got them out moving. It was like we got out in under 15 minutes. I was like, oh, my gosh. Like I am a superwoman. And, I, and these were just – it was – we was just taking one to step. I was like, okay, what if I just put the baby in the carrier? Okay, got it. Hands free. What if I just put Athena's shoes on? You know, and I was just giving myself freedom to just take the next choice. And it might seem super simple. Like uh, anyone listening with um, 
small humans knows that that is like an Olympic event getting small children out of the house. But it just for me was an example that in my mind felt really complicated and intimidating. And there were probably going to be many days where it is complicated and intimidating. But that morning I was like, I'm just going to take the next step and the next step and the next step. And I got out and um, that (laughs) I celebrated that for sure. Good for you. I love that. We love a small win celebration. And that is not even a small win. That's a big victory. (laughs) If you ask me now, as we start to wind down here, someone listening to this may be in a position where they're constantly setting goals and setting new things that they're after, but keeps finding themselves coming up short for someone who feels as though they may be running into a brick wall over and over. What advice do you have for them to keep on keeping on and find that new sense of motivation? We have to be willing to hold up the mirror and ask ourselves, like, what's going on? So sometimes there are process things or discipline things or environmental things that are really, really pulling us off track. So I think something that can be helpful there is asking a trusted critic. Notice I didn't say a trusted friend. I said a trusted critic, like someone who's actually willing to say, yeah, you're not getting up at 6 a.m. because you go to bed at 2 a.m. Like that's not going to happen. You know, like so there are certain things that are just kind of we have to we have to get out of our own way. But I think that so unpacking like the process and the discipline and stuff, I think is like its own. I mean, we could probably go into like a whole podcast just about that. But set our, we should set ourselves up for success. I think that we should make things really bite sized and achievable. Right. So if we use James Clear's Atomic Habits, for example, you know, he writes that the, in our goal setting, habits should be something you can achieve in two minutes or less. I mean, that when I was, uh, when I had Athena, I, w- I had totally fallen off reading. And I was like, oh, I got to get back on reading. And my, and then I, at first it was like, I'm going to read a book a week. And it was just absurd. So I literally, at the beginning of 2023, yeah, I was like, I'm going to read a page a day. And it felt so absurd. But I did it. And then, and I, now I'm back into reading and I'm reading a ton. But now I'm actually more than a, a, a book a month. But when I started with that goal, I just stumbled. And when I made it absurdly small, I most days did way more than that. And then you're starting to create that self-generated momentum. And then when you layer on process and discipline and purpose and all the other things that I put into this journal – that's when you see yourself win. Um, So I think that's one of the most basic ways we can get out of our own way is to really, really make the goal something ridiculously achievable. Not necessarily easy, right? So we want that little bit of stretch, but just to get yourself going, I think that, you know, we can be kinder to ourselves in, in, in in what the goal is in the first place. Oh, so important. And I also think such a big part of that is also being honest with yourself about whether or not you're enjoying the process, right? Similarly, I was with you. I was trying to do the whole like book a arbitrary deadline and realizing that I was just stressing myself out and I wasn't enjoying it. Whereas, you know, when I do enjoy reading on vacation or out to dinner by myself. And so I just reframed it and shifted my goals to meet myself with where I'm at and find enjoyment in the journey. Because if you're not having fun, then like that finish line, no matter how great, exciting, whatever, it's not going to mean as much. For sure. Well, I'm so excited for you in this new endeavor, this new journal. Is there anything that we haven't touched on just yet before I let you go when it comes to advice that you want to offer the hurdlers that are setting their own goals and going after their big, exciting moments right now? 
I think back to when I was like nine years old and I tried to be like Judy Bloom's like newest protege and like write Dear Diary today. This is what I did. And And it was for some people that works. It never worked for me. And I probably have like in my mom's house, like so many unfinished like journals that I wrote one page in, you know, and this is really for the folks who feel like journaling is not for me because there is a framework in here that I think gets into the mind of a hustler, gets into the mind of a wannabe hustler, someone who, you know, defines their own finish line and is willing to architect their next level. They just don't know how to really go about that. You know, I invite folks to write their next chapter, write their next chapter, start small, go after all the things that excite you. Robin, love always the opportunity to sit down with you. If they don't just yet, and I'm sure most of them do, how do the hurdlers follow along with you? How do they keep up with you? Uh, Give us the details. Yes. Uh, so Robin Arson, um, RobinArson.com. You can get Welcome Hustler um, wherever books are sold. And I am so, so excited to connect with folks on social media, of course, IG, Twitter. And um, you can also find me lurking around Swagger Society, which is my newest lifestyle membership club. <laughs> there is nothing going on in Robin's life right now, if you've learned <laughs> that at all. I'm so, so happy that we were able to make this happen. I'm over at Emily Abadi at Hurdle Podcast. Another Hurdle conquered. Catch you guys next time.